Welcome to Flip It or Skip It, brought to you by WorthPoint, the world's largest antiques and collectibles pricing and research database. Buy right, sell right, and profit more with WorthPoint. Now, let's meet our hosts. Hi, I'm Dana Crawford. And I'm Wayne Jordan. In today's episode, number 71 of Flip It or Skip It, we're going to be talking about Brimfield and antique shows. Brimfield antiques and flea market. You know, here maybe I should admit this to our listeners, but I've never been to Brimfield. No? Being in the industry for decades, I know lots of people who have been, and I've heard lots of Brimfield stories And consequently, I have a lot of questions about Brimfield from the perspective of a person who's never been to Brimfield. You being an old hat at Brimfield, (laughs) uh, I'll be uh, shooting these questions your way, and and perhaps it'll help our our listeners and uh, make a decision as to whether they're going to go or stay home. Yes, this was actually my third visit to Brimfield. And why is it that you go back? And I can't wait to go back. <laughs> they um, they have it three times a year. Six days at a time, right? Yes. And if I could go to everyone, I would. <laughs> really? Yes. Now, what, what makes Brimfield the standout antique show that, that folks want to go to? If you've never been to an event like this, Round Top, or any of these types of large um I don't want to say flea markets because it's basically a bunch of fields. So this would be a field of vendors that are set up in tents and tables. And then the next field would be its vendors set up in tables and tents and so on down, down the road. And there's miles of this and they're set up in these fields and each field contains about, 400 vendors. Really? Yeah. Wow. And how, how many fields are there, would you guess? Oh, my goodness. I, I honestly don't know. Um, there's my, just off the top of my head, there might be maybe eight fields. Mm-hmm. Um, some fields. The interesting thing about places like Brimfield is every day a different field opens mm-hmm. and some fields are open all week. Right. But what I love about it is opening day of each field is a special occasion mm-hmm. because, well, I'll give you an example. When I was at the hotel, I met a lady at breakfast and she was there to attend the shows. And she all she, she's from Pennsylvania. And all she sells is Native American jewelry right. in Pennsylvania. Right. And she was there to for the whole week. And she made sure that she was there opening day of each field. Okay. And she was there to stock up on inventory to take back to resell. So she was a flipper and a very serious one at that. So is Brimfield a show that is primarily for dealers? Is this the kind of place you go to, to find inventory for flipping or 
is this more high end where you're, you know, you go to buy special antiques for your home and that kind of thing. All of the above. All of the above. <laughs> one, one question that I think I ought, to, ought to clear up here. The lady lives in Pennsylvania. Where exactly is Brimfield? Brimfield is in Massachusetts. Mm -hmm. It's about 30 miles from Springfield, Massachusetts. Right. And in my opinion, if you are going to fly in, fly into Hartford, Connecticut, because it's a better drive than the madness of Boston. So if it's 30 miles from Springfield, that would make it probably in an hour, hour and a half away from Boston, something like that. Correct. Yeah. And it's yeah. not fun. <laughs> I am not a fan of Boston Airport. I'm not a fan of Boston traffic. But, uh, <laughs> no, no. Yeah. Um, but I like Boston, the town. It's a nice place. Absolutely. All right. The official title of the show is Brimfield Antiques and Flea Markets. So what I'm wondering is how much of it is flea and how much of it is actual antiques? Well, what I noticed as I was able to experience several different fields, mm -hmm. one field in particular was called the May, the uh, May field. And that one, in my opinion, was more like a flea market with miscellaneous merchandise set up. It's where people pulled up their cars and um, like had trunk sales kind of thing. Right. That one, that field was more on that type of style. However, there would be the, the, the person with the big van with um, Oriental rugs and then antiques. You would see another van just full of antiques and then another van with more like household items and garage sale items. So there was a mix and match on that type of field. Now, the other fields, they seemed um, a little more serious, where they were hardcore antiques, retro, mid-century modern, um, different types of booths. I saw one booth that only sold mannequins, mm -hmm. and there was everything from our, our good friend Tom O'Hara that writes for WorthPoint. He had a he had a very impressive tent space and he had his fine silver. I actually bought a bunch of grapes from him, glass grapes that were a uh, unique, a uh, unique style of grapes that just made me smile. And he was set up in um, her tans tent or in her tans field. Right. And that's actually where the worth point booth was. Okay. Let's back up for a minute. You've got a bunch of different fields, and it sounds to me like they're all operated independently. They have different opening times and different requirements for what you can sell and, and so on. So there's no central management at Brimfield. It's all... So each field has their own staff and their own rules and their own setup. And some charge money to get in. Really? Yes. How, how much money are we talking about? Well, actually, um, the Hurtans charged $5. Right. Now, they charge, they charge 
her tans charged $5 opening day until 4 o'clock. And then after 4 o'clock and then going forward the rest of the week, it was free. Right. So they only charge the early birds opening day. And right. I'll tell you, Worth Point had a booth um, right in front at one of the main gates, and it was packed. It was it was unbelievable the amount of people that were lined up around the corner, everybody trying to get in. <laughs> the Worth Point booth was right there at the entrance. So we had a fantastic spot and it was such a joy talking to so many people. Were most of them familiar with Worth Point? Yes. Um, some actually, I'd say it was 50 50. Mm-hmm. There was there was some people that did not have a clue what Worth Point was, and it was a really um, an interesting location because we shared an, a spot with not only the hospitality tent but we shared a spot with Ruby Lane, and Ruby Lane uh, the staff that was with Ruby Lane was just so friendly and we just hit it off and it was such a joy to hang out with them and get to know them. Who else was in your tent that that our listeners might know? Well, not in our tent, but around the corner in the next field was called Central Park. And the field at Central Park had our our newest partner, Max Sold. Right. Yes. And Max Sold had auctions running. And they had a very unique situation where they had items in their booth that you could actually they had a tent and you could come in and view the items in the tent and they were all had numbers for auctions and then you could log onto their website and bid on them and the auctions ended at eight o'clock at night really yep and then you could come back the next day and pick up your items (laughs) Hmm. that's a curious approach yes it was interesting yeah let me ask a few practical questions about going to Brimfield. Where do you stay? Are there a lot of nearby hotels and and uh, or campgrounds, places that you can uh, count on? To yes, there are campgrounds. There's a lot of RV parks, and there are hotels. I should say motels, mm-hmm. motels that are right. are close by Airbnb. Right. Um, all of those types of options. But if you want to go um, upscale a little bit more, then you'll need to go to, we stayed in Springfield at the Hyatt. Right. And it was, it was a fantastic place to stay. Mm-hmm. And it would, you know, it was a good um, 40 minutes with traffic, you know, because the traffic going into Brimfield is insane. There's, there's only one road in. <laughs> yeah. 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 Two lanes, you know, one road in, or I should say one lane and uh, one lane going both ways. Well, with all of the people coming in there and the one road coming in, how is parking? Where do you, where do you park? Parking's challenging. Each field does have parking, but of course you pay to park. So right. you're going to pay to park. That's going to be a given. There's no there's no workaround on that. Mm-hmm. You're definitely going to pay anywhere from, depends how close you get, you could pay $15 mm-hmm. 
to be close by. A day? Yes, a day. And how far in advance do you have to plan? You're staying in Springfield. How far ahead did you have to book a room? Well, we actually booked a room probably about three months in advance, and and we were okay with that. I would I would recommend if you're thinking about attending to get that booked as soon as possible. The closer you know, the nicer place and the closer that you can get. Just do a Google search. I just pull up the map, and we'll put in um, the address for Brimfield, and then the address to the hotels, and then just start taking a look at the different route options. Okay, Dana. Well, this is a good spot to take a break for a word from our sponsor, and we'll be right back. Hey, eBay sellers. It pays to know what you've got and what it's worth. That's why you need WorthPoint. WorthPoint.com is the world's largest resource for pricing antiques and collectibles with millions of items, photos, and sold for prices. With their free mobile app for iPhone and Android, you can carry the power of WorthPoint right in your pocket, wherever you go. For a seven-day, seven-look-up free trial, go to worthpoint.com. Okay, we're back. Yours truly, Wayne Jordan and Dana Crawford. And we're talking about the Brimfield Antique and Flea Markets in May 2022. Let's pick up where we left off. So... I've uh, made my reservations uh, months in advance, and I can get parking on site or nearby reasonably. What do we eat? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, There is like a food court with different food trucks, and some of them will take cash only, and some did um, do have the... Um, square where they take credit cards. Right. But it was um, the selection was a nice assortment. You know, you had your standard hot dog truck, mm-hmm. you had your hamburger truck, and my favorite was the lobster roll truck. <laughs> Fresh. Oh my God. Well, that, that's a perfect thing for Massachusetts. Oh, it was to die for. It was heaven. It was. <laughs> It was the best lobster rolls, and they weren't cheap, but they were worth every bite. (laughs) You don't show up and spend your day snacking on caramel corn and sodas then. They've got real food. No, but I'll tell you, the first day, I know better, yet I had no cash, and I was going to hit the ATM because in my experience, there's always the ATM is right there. And I, the first day I went, I was hungry. I was like, okay, I got to leave the booth and go get some food. So I went to ATM and it was broke. Oh no. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, oh my goodness, I need something to eat, something to drink. So I started scanning for who takes credit cards. Mm-hmm. And this was like 10 in the morning. And the only place I could spot was Ben and Jerry's ice cream. <laughs> oh, ice cream for breakfast. Back to being a nine-year-old. Okay. So I ended up having a root beer float. <laughs> so it, it took care of my thirst quench and um, a little bit of vanilla ice cream helped. That's right. 
get your blood sugar up. Something to run on. Well, how big a problem is that throughout the show? Not is this the kind of deal where you you go and you better have lots of cash in your pocket? Yeah, you really do. And and my usual usual rule of thumb is I have three to five hundred dollars cash on me, just in case. In case I want to buy something or I want to, you know, I need it for food or parking or whatever, because when you when you go to park, you have to pay by cash. So cash is very important to have on hand, and I know this. And the good news is the ATM wasn't down for very long, and there were numerous ATMs. So, but you're going to pay a fee when you're doing that. So you're going to pay. I think it was three dollars. I had to pay the ATM fee, and then of course my bank. Uh, Wells Fargo charged a fee on top of that. So, you know, it's it's not worth it doing it that route. <laughs> it's really not. So you definitely want to make sure that you have, have cash. And if you're planning on going there, if you're on a mission and you have a focus on a certain product, I personally have just started collecting um, table lamps that are the Art Deco. Right. I was always calling them mid-century, but uh, a dealer corrected me on that, that I shouldn't be calling them mid-century. I have to be calling them Art Deco. <laughs> so, so he corrected me on that. And so I was on a mission to find them. And I, I assumed, you know, I was hoping to find one under 200, but I could not find one. I'm not surprised. So you didn't find any? I didn't. And I checked three fields. And then it's exhausting. I mean, when you're when you're on a mission and you're looking for a, a specific item, it can be challenging because you have to do a lot of extra walking and and searching up and down um, fields. But don't be shy. Ask people. You know. So I would I would just ask, and then someone would say, one vendor would say, you know what, they might have them over here and they would send you to another dealer. So they're all, they're all connected and they're very friendly and they respect each other. That's the nice thing. I also, um, there was a field called the, the motel. Mm -hmm. It was, it was the motel field. And there was um, my friend Robin had a booth there and she was also at Round Top. Right. So it was nice talking to her and she sells fine, fine jewelry, mm-hmm. um, antique jewelry. And so I bought a couple pairs of earrings from her and the, the nice, I always like looking her up, not only cause she's my friend, but she also has, um, the best gold and silver and of fine, a fine jewelry. So I, uh, and she always will work with you on a good deal. So I always try to seek her out so I can treat myself to some earrings. And funny thing is next to her, she said, Oh, the t-shirt lady is here too, that you bought a t-shirt with, bought a t-shirt from in um, round top. <laughs> so, so then I went to her booth and sure enough, she was all set up there with the cowboy, cowboy boot lady that was also from round top so these these folks just make the rounds literally so you weren't entirely focused on 
uh, mid-century table lamps. Your your picking sensibilities was was out, and you were still saying things that you wanted, and you didn't miss much. Let me ask about uh, cell phone service because lots of folks these days are using online databases uh, to research prices and that sort of thing. And uh, was this cell service there adequate to do that kind of thing? You mentioned that uh, some dealers were taking credit cards and had Square. So there must be some kind of service. Sure. Yeah, I actually had good luck with my personal service. I have Verizon and I had plenty of bars and I had no problem with service. Mm -hmm. I honestly had not met anyone that had any issues. I was interviewed by um, a local magazine while I was there Mm -hmm. and um, she, she and I went to lunch and she was telling me that the phone service had been very, very doing very well there in Brimfield. Well, even uh, my Google image was pulling up because I was trying to look up some different unique patterns that I had noticed. And I was, I was helped a lot of people. One, one lady that participated in the treasure hunt was also a dealer and she was Cape Cod um, mid-century modern Cape Cod was their business and they had a really unique booth and interesting story. They had, um, an orange chair that was very mid-century and it was, um, interesting because your first, your first response is to think that it's a tulip shape, but it had a, a unique angle to it. So it didn't really fall into being, a classic tulip. So as I was looking it up on Worth Point, we actually discovered it was called an orchid. <laughs> really? Yeah, it was an orchid chair. And this dealer actually bought it on Max Sold. And they buy a lot of their stuff on auction on Max Sold. And then they sell it at shows like this. Hmm. I thought that was such a good tip. <laughs> Because you could get good deals on Max Sold. Well, Max Sold is still new, I think, to the to the marketplace. So I think that the deals are unbelievable. Even they had they had two giant giant um, glass jugs at the Max Sold booth, and they ended up going for a dollar. <laughs> so. I was like, if I could get that on the plane, because that would be fun to put pennies in. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was so big. But, um, yeah, so you could find some amazing deals on there because not everybody is local. So right. in your local area, you want to take a look at what's what auctions are running on there for sure. Sure. So there's a lot of fields. There's a lot of ground to cover. There's hundreds and hundreds of dealers. Where does a newbie start. How do you organize and plan your days? Is this the kind of thing where you just hit a field and walk forever? (laughs) Well, first, you know, as we mentioned, think about your route, your parking, um, make sure you have cash and, and lunch. And if you don't want to spend money on lunch, you should bring your lunch. 
there was the the seating area in the picnic tables was everybody was just so sweet it was like okay i'm done eating who's next you know so people would get up and share their spots with others and i made new friends over lunch and talked up a storm about Worth Point and eBay and Max Sold. And it was a wonderful way to network with others over lunch. And several people had little bags. They brought their lunch. So you don't have to necessarily, um, you know, buy the food there. So in when you're planning all this out, you also want to plan to be um, lightweight, which means you don't want to carry a heavy purse. You don't want to carry all this stuff because you're going to want to shop. So you want to have a good shopping bag to bring along. Maybe if you are going to bring your lunch, bring a sack lunch so that you can dispose of you know everything. You don't have to have a thermos and um, anything heavy to carry. And also good walking shoes is a must. Sure. And a good and a good hat and sunscreen. That's right. That's right. A good hat is very important, especially for folks like yourself, Wayne. That- okay. Okay. <laughs> well, you know, it's a, just a reflective surface. What can I say? <laughs> I'll blind my competitors with the glare <laughs> and sunglasses right. and a loop or yes, magnifying yes. glass. That picker's kit, Wayne. Picker's picker's kit, exactly. Well, personally, I like, when I go to Treasure Hunt, I wear a fanny pack. Mm -hmm. I like my hands free. I don't like to carry anything until I buy something. So I have my fanny pack with my money right up at my belly. (laughs) So I can get to it quick. And also business cards. You know, if you're going to be talking about talking to people and maybe do a little promote self self promote, and also a lot of people are into social media, and I think it's a good opportunity to um, share the love with the vendors and take some pictures and ask them if they're on Instagram or social media. Do some selfies with them and and let let the world know that you're you know at the show and give some love and promotion to the vendors right they found um some interesting things while we were there too there was um our treasure hunters there was some amazing art pieces and um fun stuff that people found and it was it was just a blast researching them and also i got to be on part of a tv segment there was a tv crew followed me around for a while really yeah it was so much fun what fun. How, how do we see that? Yeah, it's going to be next month on a mm-hmm. segment called um, The Courier, The Boston Courier, and it's going to be in, in on Boston TV. So that was a lot of fun. Next month, it's uh, June 2022. Yep. Out of Boston. Cool. Yep. Okay, Dana. Well, we're going to have to wrap this episode up because I'm looking at my Great big Bremfield map clock on the wall, mm-hmm. and it tells me that it's about time for me to go get some uh, root beer float for breakfast. So, <laughs> so let's wrap this up, and uh, I will see you next week. Okay, thanks, Wayne. Happy treasure hunting, everybody. <laughs> bye bye. 
You've been listening to Flip It or Skip It, brought to you by WorthPoint.com, the world's largest antiques and collectibles pricing and research database. Buy right, sell right, and profit more with WorthPoint. Point.